Macabrepedia makes light of dark subject matter, but not so much this week. We, the hosts of Macabrepedia, feel like we need to kind of take a step back for a minute. It's been a rough week with the death in the family, and there are some professional things that we've been deprioritizing that should really actually be a priority. We won't have a new episode this week or next week for the holiday, but we'll be back on July 11th. In the meantime, please enjoy this episode that was previously released on our Patreon. As a reminder, you can join us there for just $5 a month and get extra content just like this episode. Please join us as we add this footnote entry into this, our Macabrepedia, this time with our daughters telling the origin of Bloody Mary. Macabrepedia makes light of dark subject matters and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. There are a variety of ways to summon Bloody Mary. You can summon Bloody Mary, well, in this case, she's called Hell Mary. In most versions, you are supposed to go into a bathroom and turn off all the lights. The next thing you do is say Hell Mary seven times. After the third time, the mirror is supposed to go completely red. Then once you have reached the seventh or the final Hell Mary, you are going to see an evil morphed blurry figure in the mirror a lot of people say it's bloody mary and others think it's satan another way of summoning bloody mary is that you are supposed to go into a room with with a handheld mirror and once again it needs to be dark with a little source of light once you have done that you begin to say bloody bloody mary's name 13 times Each time you progressively get louder, so start with a whisper. As you begin to say the chant, you start to spin slowly. When you have finished the chant, you should see her, Bloody Mary, in the handheld mirror. There are a lot more ways to summon her, but these are just two examples. Just Just so you know, summoning her can have very serious consequences. So do this at your own risk, and whatever you do, don't break the mirror after summoning her. Hello and welcome to Macabrapedia, a marriage of true crime and the truly bizarre. This is a special Patreon episode, and today we are not your hosts, Matthew and Marissa. No, we are not. Today we're being replaced. <laughs> oh, man. No, we are being joined in, our, in the studio today uh, by two very special guests, Saika and Alyssa. And Syke and Alyssa are my stepdaughters and Matt's daughters. So they're going to treat you to some stories today. And um, so I think Syke is starting us out. We're discussing today the origins of what was, what is the urban legend often played uh, on slumber parties, a staple of slumber parties all across at least this country, uh, where people are dared to go into bathrooms and say Bloody Mary. Into the darkness. Bloody Mary. I used to do it when I was a kid, so this is still going strong. And you are here to tell the tale? You must not have broken the mirror. <laughs> I survived. Let's uh, let's learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, so there are a few um, origin stories to the Bloody Mary urban legend. And uh, Sayaka, you have a couple of these uh, a couple of these stories. So, uh, but before we get into that. Um, Tell us, a, tell us a little bit about yourselves. That that opening that opening was done by uh, Alyssa. Good job. Did a smashing cold open, uh, Alyssa. Well, tell us a little bit of tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Um, what are you into? What do you do? I like skateboarding and gaming. That's quite literally my life. So. Oh, good. Good, nice. good. Well, that's, that's fair. And Sayaka? Um, I like reading manga, watching anime, and listening to BTS. Okay. BTS being the Korean pop s- sensation. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, Alyssa, what 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 what's your game of choice right now? Are you still doing the the Fortnite or Apex or what are you on at this point? Um, I am playing Apex more often and some of Minecraft. Oh, oh nice. don't really touch Fortnite anymore. Oh, that's so old. That's so yeah. Old. <laughs> and uh, uh, Saika, what are what are a couple of your favorite animes at the moment? At the moment, I am watching Attack on Titan, and I think it's a really, really good anime. And I think my second anime of choice would be uh, Hunter Hunter. Nice. Well, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched either one of those. <laughs> I watched. I watched like the first season and a half of Attack on Titan. I've heard it was good though. The animation is amazing. I have never played Apex. I'm not really a first person shooter kind of person. <laughs> Played a lot of Minecraft. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Well, with, uh, with without uh, um, taking any more time away from the story, first of all, uh, I do want to thank uh, all of our patrons for uh, being patrons. And this is a little special thing that we kind of figured would, uh, again, kind of be just a fun, a fun little additive and uh, Saika and Alyssa had just we had we were we, we she they had just found out that we had a podcast as we were standing in line at uh at the craft store getting um supplies to make them their own life slash death masks and uh, uh Alyssa had made a comment about crime junkies uh the po- her true crime podcast of choice and then they were talking about needing to find more more podcasts in that vein. And I said, well, <laughs> I have a suggestion for you. Have you heard of Macabrapedia? Of course, they had not. So, yeah. So then we, uh, we got, and which is, you know, not advised for all audiences, but uh, whatever. So now and then uh, we figured that we'd give them a little a little shot at the shot at the table and at the microphones and see what, uh, see what they come up with. So this is, this is the topic that they decided to do, which is bloody Mary. And so without any further ado, tell us Sayaka, one of the origins of this bloody, bloodiest of Marys. All right. So back in the 1800s, there was a girl named Mary. The place where she lived had an illness, illness wash over the place This illness was said to make people drop dead in a short period of time. Physicians couldn't find a pulse, so they used a small mirror and put it under their nose of the dead so they would see if there was any condensation coming from their noses. There were cases when a person seemed to had not have a pulse, but when they did the mirror trick there was some condensation. So when the person was pronounced dead, they would put a small hole in the coffin and put a piece of string through the hole that was attached to a bell. The bell hung on a stick 
by the homes of the deceased, and if they were to have waken, awoken, they would just ring the bell and someone would come dig them up. Mary was one of the victims. She was bedridden, then slowly died and put in a coffin, but not put into the ground just yet. But she still didn't wake up. Mary's parents' friends began to say, if she doesn't wake up now, she will never. One day, the parents left the house, and a friend buried Mary and went home. Mary woke up and started ringing the bell, but nobody was there to hear it. And then her bell fell, and she began scratching at her coffin until her fingers bled. And she took her last breath. Mary's father noticed that the bell was yards away from their house, and they dug her up, but she was dead. They put a mirror up to her nose, but she was long gone. They said her spirit is attached to the mirror, and whoever calls Bloody Mary three times, she would come and claw at her victims. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Buried alive. They they tried to stop that with the bell, but it did not work. That's just even worse. Yeah, they um. So a couple pieces, uh, little 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 tidbits to put into there. So um, it is common, uh, it is common to do what's called a wake, uh, you know, or an observance. Sometimes it would be called or, or something along those lines. And what that would do is that you after the person had died or been pronounced dead, they would have the body on display in the house uh, and people would come and say their final respects there and whatever. But it was also a, a time to just make sure that the person was actually dead before they were put into the ground. And then the bell thing, they would uh, put a, put a bell, like a string around their finger so that uh, if they woke up and started twitching at all, it would ring a bell above their grave and then they could dig it up, which I don't actually know if that's actually a, isn't that folklore on its own? I, I think it is, but, um, <clears throat> you know, it's still interesting. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, but, uh, and, but in that same thing though, also capturing people's souls in mirrors is a popular folklore as well. So, uh, during when, once a person has died within a house, it's tradition to go, around the house and cover, cover all them, reflected yeah. surfaces so that the spirit can, can escape the house because it's believed that mirrors trap souls. And that's kind of part of the, the through line with all of, all of the bloody Mary things. But, um, but there was in history an actual bloody Mary and you have something on that too, right? Yep, I do. All right. On February 18, 1516, Mary was born. Her parents were expecting Mary to be a boy. When Mary was a teen, her parents separated because Mary's father, Henry VIII, became obsessed with Anne Boleyn, which led to Mary's mother, Catherine of Aragon, and her father, Henry VIII, divorcing, which led to him to break from the Catholic Church. Oh yeah. So like this was this was major. I mean, this is uh it, it still takes place a lot in uh, pop culture. There's a lot of movies and stuff that are done about this, but Henry he had six wives. He had uh he the little rhyme is divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. 
because the first one he divorced, the second one he beheaded, you know, etc. Um, so his first wife was Catherine of Aragon, who was Mary's mother. Mary had like five or six pregnancies um, and stillbirths that the miscarriages and stillbirths. So she tried to give the son a king, which was his whole thing. He really Eric a son because this is what he wanted. He wanted a son to carry on his line because as the king, he wants someone to be the next king. And Mary was not quite good enough because she was a woman. Um, so that's, that's part of, I think, Mary's bitterness when she grew up. But, uh, yeah, so he, um, he got, became obsessed with Anne Boleyn and, uh, Anne Boleyn partially, but also Henry kind of wanted to do it anyway. Anne Boleyn partially influenced him to create the Church of England. So they did break from the Catholic Church because the Pope refused to give a divorce to Henry from Catherine of Aragon. So that is the history of that. And then, of course, later... Mary was raised Catholic, so that's a lot of what comes in later. Right, because her her mother was Catholic. Very much so. Both very very devout. So, but yeah, he had to make his own make his own church in order to make it so that he he could get get an an annulment. Yep. All right. In fifteen thirty six, after Anne Boleyn's execution, Henry married Jane Seymour. Mary had three other stepmothers. Mary's younger half-brother, Edward VI, takes the throne as a Protestant Protestant reformer. Six years later, Edward passed away. Edward tried to change his father's wishes and tried leaving the crown to his Protestant cousin, Lady Jane Grey, Grey, excluding the ones next in line to receive the crown. Mary stayed in England and fought for what was rightfully hers. Mary gathered support from the nobles across the country and marched on London. Mary and her younger half-sister, Elizabeth, had rode into England's capital together. During during Mary's five-year reign, she navigated through challenges, and she was the first queen to wear the crown in her own right without having beat without being a wife of the king. Mary prioritized religion above all else. She aimed to restoring the Catholic Church ascendancy in England. She also ordered 280 Protestants burned at the stake as heretics. Oh, yeah, that's probably where the bloody part comes from. <laughs> yes, we, were, we, were, we were pretty bloodless up until, mm-hmm. up until this. Yeah, this is how she became known as Bloody Mary. Mary died at the age of 42 in 1558 by the cause of uterine cancer? Uterine. Uterine cancer. And Elizabeth claimed the throne since Mary failed to have a child of her own. Yeah, I actually I don't think she was bloodless before that because uh, she executed her cousin, Lady Jane Grey. Oh, yeah, I was just talking about for this particular story. The, the, yeah. whole, the whole Tudor... The whole thing's bloody. It's super bloody. Yeah. Everybody's dying. We referenced a couple of uh, Henry moments in, in some of our other episodes as well. But Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Mary's a pretty sad character, actually. I mean, she, you know, she she grew up the princess, the apple of her father's eye, and then her father decided that he wanted to marry someone else. And so that, I mean, think about it. If your parent decides they're going to divorce their, you know, your other parent 
but you'll never be able to see that parent ever again. Because Mary was never able to see her mother ever again after this point. Like, she's got to be sad. She's got to be sad. And then when she gets, she becomes queen, um, she she also tries to give birth and just doesn't work out for her. She had uterine cancer. She thought she was pregnant, but it ended up being a tumor. So that's rough. But yeah, I mean, Elizabeth succeeded her and Elizabeth was the virgin queen and she was on the throne for a very long time. So. Yeah. Uh, queen Elizabeth is one of the most famous English queens. Yeah. In history. She was Anne Boleyn's daughter. She's the one who you often see depicted with like the fiery red hair and the pale, pale white skin, which was ultimately what kills her. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, well done. Quick, nice little researched little bits. It's very good. Yeah. Then we, maybe there'll be a, a couple of podcasters in the future. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then um, I... Uh, Depending on on how the the upcoming episode uh, pans out, they may be there for that as well. Because I know that uh, Alyssa particularly spends a lot of time, or at least used to spend a lot of time, watching ghost stories and seances, and some of her favorite YouTubers going into murder scenes <laughs> and uh, you know trying to contact spirits. And our next episode is on seances and spiritualism and all that. Uh, interesting subject there. I may have actually referenced your, Oh, I think it was in the, um, uh, Lizzie Borden episode. I think I referenced watching the Sam and Colby, uh, episode that you, that Alyssa had watched. You guys don't have to be quite so quiet. You're just, they're, they're, they're vigorously nodding, but not speaking into the microphone. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, that was that was really good. Thank you for sharing those stories. And now we're all going to have a seance and then go into a dark room and try to summon summon Bloody Mary to tear out the eyes of our enemies. Yeah. So we may not be here for the next episode, depending on how that goes. <laughs> but thank you, as always, for joining us on this Patreon episode. And join us for the real, I guess, real episode. I don't know. We never really end it like quite as we don't really do the whole whole shebang like we did for this one. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening and join us Mondays for another entry into this our macabre. Oh, we're not all whispering. Ha <laughs> ha.